0: This is a Dragon Blazer production.
1: Everybody, do not adjust that dial. You're right. You're not hearing Fizra right now. For I, Stefan, has taken over these airwaves to give you a special episode of Unsolved Mysteries: That Got Dark Edition. Can we
0: talk about this for a second? I just
1: wait, wait, wait. It's That Got Dark. Unsolved Mysteries Edition. That's right, I got it. I turned it around. See what I did there?
0: I think he needs help, guys.
1: <laughs> and bad. that very judgmental voice you hear <laughs> over there is my co host! Hi. Kazuya. Thanks. That was really extra. I'm always extra. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't
0: like you saying that you, like, hijacked the airwaves as if I didn't, like, give you permission to take this episode over. I
1: did not ask for permission.
0: Okay. Um, Because this is a
1: hijacking. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Spoiler alert. I wish I didn't hijack this episode.
0: (laughs) I would have gladly done this episode. You're just being a little bitch about it.
1: I'm sorry, but this episode was... Not very good. The only
0: reason that you don't like this episode is because there's no mystery to solve. It's purely cultural, which is something that we don't typically deal with on this podcast. Typically, we're dealing with, like, murders and, you know, things of that sort. I don't know what to
1: tell you, but I don't think the people that watch Unsolved Mysteries go into Unsolved Mysteries wanting a non-mystery.
0: I enjoyed it.
1: It's in the damn name!
0: I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Um,
1: and it was sad.
0: Exactly. I mean,
1: it was just sad. And the ghost stories, not scary at all. They're they are not scary ghosts, but they're just sad. That was a little they're bit... They're sad lost that- souls looking for... For home
0: I will admit that was a little bit disappointing that there were no scary ghost stories no because it's spooky season now guys like yes I'm aware it's not October but um my spooky season starts in fucking like the day after my birthday my birthday is August 27th and the day after my birthday it's spooky season as a matter of fact I start spooky season on my birthday typically so it's spooky season and there were no spooky scary skeleton ghost stories.
1: My opinion is it's always spooky season all year round. Go Halloween. But yeah, I was I was not a fan I of this enjoyed it. I
0: enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. And I will tell you that I enjoyed it, and maybe it's because I recall this happening and i don't remember understanding it as much as i did as much as i do now when i when it happened cuz it happened in 2011 and in 2011 which was 8 years ago
1: jesus fucking christ she I, was like 2
0: no 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 it wasn't 8 years ago now it was like what like 12 years ago it's 10
1: 10 2011 yeah. 2021
0: um, but if I was you do in the math. I was in sixth grade when this no, I was in fifth grade when this took place and I was going to a school in town called St Pete's and um, I remember us taking up like like we uh, did like our teachers did a whole segment on like earthquakes and tsunamis and shit. I was in Mrs. Allred's class because I remember that shit. Um, and the teachers did, like, a whole segment. Like, it was all of the fifth grade teachers, which we had all of two, came into the room together and, like, talked about it and, like, explained kind of what happened and, like, went through what an earthquake was and what a tsunami was and showed us, like, clips and videos from Japan at the time and shit. And then they took up, like, a two-week-long donation for it. And then all the money got sent over to, like, help with relief efforts. So, like, I, I recall that very vividly and I didn't remember... I don't remember understanding what the um, big deal was, or what the issue was, because I didn't understand the difference between, like, a tsunami and, um, like, everything else. Like, I didn't understand why a tsunami was such a big deal, as opposed to just having, like, you know, like, I... In my, like, sixth, fifth grade brain, I thought it was, like, high tide, kind of, if that makes any sense. Like, very high tide. And, like, now as an adult, I understand the force and the power behind it. And I understand how it works and why it happens. So, like, now my brain is, like, working differently. So, like, it was a very interesting episode for me because I remember what my thought process was when it happened. As opposed to, like, what my thought process is now watching all this shit.
1: Um. First off... uh. Can you please explain to me what the difference between a tsunami and a hurricane is?
0: Okay, so uh, apparently Steven doesn't know what a hurricane is nor what a tsunami is because in the middle of watching this episode, I am just trying in the middle to of, this of this watching this people, episode.
1: This man
0: asks me what's the difference between a hurricane and a fucking tsunami, and I'm like, huh? And he's he like asks me again, and I'm like, you don't know? Like, shook. But, um, for those of you that don't know, a tsunami, um, so a a hurricane is like a, a natural disaster, same way a tsunami is, but they're very different. A tsunami is like, um, well, a hurricane, I'll explain a hurricane first because it's much easier to explain, a lot quicker. A hurricane is literally a tropical storm. A lot of people describe it as a tornado over water, kind of, um, but like very powerful. Very serious, very big deal. Um, a tsunami takes place when the tectonic plates of a um like um like where there's a fault line, which is like the where the two tectonic plates meet, and when that like when those like it essentially happens when what causes an earthquake happens underwater. So an earthquake is caused when two tectonic plates finally move after they've been stuck in the same position so long that, like, tension is built up a lot. Um, and that's what caused the earthquake. That's what causes the shaking is the pressure and tension being released from those tectonic plates being unable to move. When that happens, when that takes place when that takes place underwater, it nine times out of ten will cause an earthquake on land. And then the water from where the fault line from right above where the fault line is will like obviously because of the like force and displacement, it'll be like pushed upward and towards land very forcefully, which is what causes a tsunami. If that makes any sense. Like it, it's um it's what happens when um A when, like, the fault line occurs underwater. That's why, like, when the San Andreas Fault eventually moves, we probably won't get a tsunami from it in California because that fault line is not underwater. If we do get a tsunami, it's not going to be nearly as bad as the one in Japan because that one, that earthquake happened directly underwater. Like, they can track where it happened.
1: So what you're saying is... Is hurricanes come from the heavens. Uh-huh. And tsunamis come from hell.
0: Okay, yeah, sure. We can go with that. That's
1: Yeah, fine. sure. Anyway, so... On this episode, we do watch... The fourth episode of Volume 2... Tsunami Spirits of Unsolved Mysteries. And I will be your host.
0: I'm upset. I, I like, really... Like, you can ask Steven... I had, like, a big problem, like, letting go of control for this episode because, like, it's been so long since we did a hijacked episode. And I've gotten so into, like, the host mindset. Like, I was really, really afraid to hand over my podcast to him because it's just been so long since he hosted one.
1: She's just upset because she don't have good jokes.
0: (laughs) So the thing is, is, like, we were literally sitting here watching this. And I'm, like, Googling shit. I'm, like... What is this? What does this mean? Like what is this what and then like what is this? How does this correlate to the story? And I was like telling him shit to write down and I wasn't even supposed to have anything to do with the research portion and here I am researching. Like I like it was a problem. It was a problem. He literally was like, You have to stop. You're not supposed to know anything about the case and I was like, Well no, then these
1: unsolved mysteries episodes are a little different than our normal or other episodes. We both watched this case. I mean, there's no getting around.
0: Yeah, but like, I, like, I'm not supposed to know the majority of information, and I gave you a lot of information that I probably shouldn't have had. And I
1: appreciate that. And I, I kind of wish, uh, you would have just taken over this case. Cause <laughs> I was expecting to take over it, cause, you know, ghost, awesome ghost stories. And no, we got sad, depressing ghost stories. Of people who died in a giant hellscape of water. I mean,
0: if you're going to be a pussy about it, I will gladly take over the podcast from here. Like, you know, you can be a pussy. That's fine. But if you want to be like, you know, a big manly man, feel free to continue.
1: Oh, now you bring my manliness
0: into this? I did. I did. I, I'm not sorry. I either. just
1: I just prefer to be the one telling the inappropriate jokes 'Cause let's face it, I'm better at it than you.
0: You right though, you write. If you want to tell inappropriate jokes, I'll 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 continue from here. But if you would like to tell the story, I will allow it to happen.
1: I mean we could try it. I'm not sure how well you'll be able to do it with my notes.
0: I just watched the episode. I'm not probably not gonna need your notes.
1: Go ahead. Take over. I'm not hijacking this. I'm giving it back. I'm taking it. Thank fucking God!
0: I was so upset. I was so nervous. I was like, "He's gonna fuck it up. He's gonna ruin it." I was
1: definitely gonna fuck this up. <laughs> I was about to. I, I, you know what? And and, and I did it. I, part of me was probably like, "This is probably a bad idea." I was about to get me more, some more alcohol and be like, "We're just gonna." <laughs> And I didn't want to shit on this episode because I didn't want to, you know, what happened to the people in Japan was absolutely horrible. Like, this is just a very sad, depressing episode.
0: My fucking specialty.
1: No, your specialty is to tell me sad stories about children that get murdered. I mean,
0: technically children died in the tsunami. Lots of them.
1: Sure, sure, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Go on.
0: Thanks, homie. So, um, <laughs> so on March 11th, um, in 2011, there was a 9.0 magnitude earthquake, which, if you don't know the scale, the scale only goes up to 10. So these people were like nine points away from having the most, like, ha- like they would have had to increase the scale if these people had, like, a, a 10. Um, a 10-level magnitude um, earthquake. But it was a 9, which is incredibly powerful. I don't think we've had anything that rivals that in the U.S. I think we've had, like, the closest we've had is, like, an 8.2. I could be wrong there. But, um...
1: I am not caught up on my earthquake knowledge. I'm, so I am not entirely sure. On that one? I think
0: I'm right. I, uh, I'll i double check real quick, but I'm, I really I checked, think I'm but right. I just
1: gave you my notes. Yeah, I know. Would it be um, easier if I just, you know, sent you those notes? Yeah,
0: just screenshot and yeah. send me the and notes. And then I
1: can, I can search.
0: And then you can search and do extra research for me as the podcast goes on since I'm taking it back.
1: Taking it back?
0: Um, <laughs>
1: bringing it down <laughs> the aisle. Okay.
0: Bring it around town. Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> Mr. Krabs, <laughs> oh no, he's just standing there, just. menacingly. <laughs> we need to stop. I, I, I'm very tired. It has been six. <laughs> Thanks. I'm very tired, you guys as well. Um, I've been working a lot of hours. I like literally, like last weekend, all last weekend. I went into work on Friday at eleven o'clock, and then I went to my second job at around six thirty. Um, I I left my first job at 2.30 and then I went to my second job at around 6.30 and then I woke up and I was at that job until 2.30 in the morning and then I had to go home go to bed and wake up again to be at work at 11 and do the whole fucking thing over again so you know ah, I'm very tired so if, if this podcast is just a mishmash of fucking bullshit you know why Did you find what I was asking about? So... I believe the highest magnitude earthquake recorded in the U.S. is an 8.2, but I could be wrong.
1: The highest earthquake ever is in Valdivia Uh in 1960 or the Great Chilean earthquake. What was that? that It was was like a
0: 9.6, wasn't it?
1: That was the night nine, a nine point six.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. I, when so when this happened, I had no knowledge of earthquakes. But, like I said, I was in fifth grade, and so I researched a lot. So a lot of these numbers are like ingrained in my brain. But we did
1: have a nine point two in Great Alaska.
0: Okay, I don't count Alaska. I mean the fucking Alaska
1: is a U.S. territory. It's a. US, it is a
0: state. First of all, of sir, the United States Excuse of America. Excuse me. There is a difference between a state and a territory, by the way, so okay, you're fucking I'm wrong. i sorry
1: I said territory. Thank you. Um, I said I meant,
0: it's a United States. I meant the continental United States, like California, because I think the biggest one recorded in the continental United States so, was an 8.2 in, so I believe it was be right. San Diego. I believe it was San Diego. Don't just, 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 just check. Just
1: check. Biggest Oh my thing.
0: God, I hate that you live in Crestline. This train. Stop. It's just out here making noise and shit. I'm, like, trying to record. Largest earthquake
1: ever. Yeah, Alaska is what I'm getting.
0: Hang on. I'm pretty sure that I'm right. Um, Are you searching continental United States?
1: No, because I don't think people search continental United States. Search? You look up United States. But the next one, after that, is in washington slash oregon slash california Mm -hmm. 8.7 to 9.2
0: yeah okay so that i that's where i was at that's what that's what my brain was thinking
1: really because you said 8.2 yeah that says nine yeah but you have to remember that like
0: so i remember everything about my fifth grade teacher i remember everything about most of my teachers and my eighth grade teachers sevens looked like twos and i don't know why And it was really confusing because this bitch would be trying to teach us math. And, you know, when you're in fifth grade, you're learning the start of algebra. And this bitch is writing fucking sevens that look like twos. Like, I remember that vividly. So that's where my confusion came in. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway.
1: Anyway. We're not talking about American earthquakes. No, we're not. It's, It's fine. We're talking about the Japanese earthquake.
0: So, like, just so we all understand each other, um, hang on, I'm pulling up your notes
1: right now. Also, disclaimer, Kizea is about to try to say a lot of Japanese names. Oh, fuck,
0: I shouldn't cities. have taken this shit back!
1: Or do you want me to just try to butcher the names personally? And uh, I apologize to all the We're very sorry listeners um, of Japanese descent. Uh for the butchering that we're about to do Yeah, it's
0: going to be bad, homie. I'm sorry to any of you Asian listeners out there that are like it's obviously pronounced like this and we're like, oh, like I apologize. I'm sorry in advance. Um
1: please don't click away. It's going to be bad. I have my notes too, so just Google tell Google. me just tell me when you want me to butcher a name. Awesome. That's what you can do. It'd be helpful. Thank you. You're buddy. welcome. I'm here for you. <laughs>
0: He says, as I've taken back the podcast, it's fine. Um, here we go. So, Asuna, it was an earthquake, um, it was a 9.0 earthquake that took place in 2011. Like I said, it did not take place in the country of Japan, it took place in the water. So, um, let me look this up real quick, because I believe when I researched it initially, um... That's the most bullshit excuse for a fucking Jeopardy theme ever, sir. Okay, so, it was... The epicenter was located 80 miles east of the city Sendai. um, And it took place about... 18 miles, it was 18.6 miles below the floor of the Western Pacific Ocean. So, that's how we know that it happened over the water, besides the fact that there was a tsunami involved. Because um, what the tsunami does, and I know I was just explaining it, but essentially, so imagine that you're in a bathtub and you have two bricks, right? They're pushed up against each other, and then you move those bricks really harshly, up against each other, that water is going to come up like this and create a wave. That's what that's what created the tsunami. That I, got earthquake. The, I got the idea. Well, okay, I'm just explaining. So that is what caused the tsunami to happen. But the tsunami reached a maximum height of, from what I recall, to be like 213 feet. Let me look. Um,
1: I have stats on how... Yeah, the
0: tsunami was 131 feet high. That was my bad. I flipped the two numbers. Uh, So the tsunami was 131 feet high, and it took place mainly in the city of Ishinomaki, Japan.
1: I thought I was going to butcher these. You're butchering people's names. Oh, yeah. You're gonna butcher these. So city I names. watch a lot of anime. Okay, cool, not cool.
0: that that means I know how to pronounce anything, but
1: <laughs> I am expert on Japanese because <laughs> I watch Yu Yu Hakusho.
0: Um, bullshit. I didn't watch that anime. I don't even know if that's a real anime. It's probably yeah, not.
1: I used to watch it.
0: Oh well, I watched shit like
1: um, Dragon Ball Z. No. Sailor Moon.
0: I did watch Sailor Moon. I do remember watching Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid, but the things that I watch now are so different. Like, I watch one called, um, I think it's like called Citrus or like Circuit or something like that, and it's really cute. Um, I'm not going to talk about what any Boring of these ones. are. If you know, then you know. They're probably um, hentai. They're not hentai.
1: She's watching some hentai. No,
0: I'm not. I some would Japanese never. tentacle. <laughs> That's just no. I'm trying really hard not to king shame, but no. No. I watched one called like what my favorite of all time. Like I watch it when I want to cry. It's called Your Lion April. It's fucking soul destroying. If you haven't watched it, you should.
1: Um much like this episode.
0: Yeah, really. No fucking kidding. Like I cried three separate times throughout this episode and I'm like I was literally over here curled up in a blanket full of like fucking despair and Steven's like are you sleeping? And I was like, No, I'm just sad. Um, so the there's a Chiro Kono city employee named. Uh, go ahead.
1: Oh uh, no, that was a a guy, but he didn't really have an interesting story. His name his name was Tirokano, and he was a city employee. But then they talked about a uh, talked about a resident of. Ishinomoka. Maka. Moka? Maka.
0: It's Maki. Maki? Their eyes are pronounced like E's. That's like Nori. Maki. Nori is.
1: Ishinomaki. There you go. Alright, and her name is Kensho Aizawa.
0: That actually sounded pretty good. I'm gonna. That's gonna anger somebody. It's fine. I'm just
1: gonna piss someone off.
0: But, uh, <laughs> really but um, busy. yeah, I remember her story. She said that her relatives made nori. Noki. Uh, I thought it was Noki. No, it's nori. It's a seaweed. It like seaweed. It's a it's a seaweed product. It's and essentially it sounds
1: absolutely fucking terrible. No,
0: it's it's the seaweed nori. Just
1: sounds gross. Here's Why the would thing. You eat, seaweed? you
0: eat sushi, don't you? Yes, you do. I've seen you I, eat it. I
1: have eaten sushi.
0: What do you think that the sushi is fucking wrapped in, sir? It's seaweed. It's nori specifically. The ones I like get, it,
1: it's rice. <laughs>
0: okay, so nori is like what they wrap rice balls in. And what they wrap, like, sushi in. Fair enough. Or like seaweed snacks are made out of nori a lot of times. Um, I don't think I've all ever... All of which I eat and enjoy, thank I you. I don't
1: think I've ever had a... Seaweed sushi. They have them but at I the also, Asian market, and I also they are am very, delicious. also very picky with my sushi. Like I'm not really into the whole raw fish thing, so oh I get God. the like California roll. He's
0: eating fake sushi. That's, oh uh, no!
1: Yeah, it's probably the American. I mean, it's called a California roll, so yeah, it's the Americanized version of sushi. So you oh, know. Christ.
0: I apologize again to all of our Asian viewers who are having to put up with this bullshit of a man right here.
1: Anyway, we'll keep going. You know how long it took me to even eat that part? Like, uh, I just started liking fish. You're
0: telling me you don't look at a fucking roll, like a, a, a fucking I like the shrimp sushi ones. roll full of eel and like salmon sh- and tuna, and you're not like, yes, fuck me up with that sushi.
1: Like, the, the that's my
0: response.
1: The tempura shrimp roll That's is, not, that's good. that's
0: cooked. Never mind. Or,
1: or lobster ones. Shut like up, Like the shut crab up, lobster. Shut up, you're disgusting. I'm
0: Um, anyway, she mentions that they really loved the ocean, and that everything changed on the day of the tsunami. Like, it's greatly changed how the people of Japan think of the ocean. Kind of like, um, if you guys have ever watched the movie Soul Surfer, which was huge when I was a kid, and I loved it. It's, like, still one of my favorite movies to this day. Um. I have
1: never heard of this movie.
0: It's about, um, the girl Bethany Hamilton, who is a professional surfer, but she, like, lost her arm to a shark attack. She's, like, a real person, and the movie was based on her. But anyway, in this thing, like, she goes on a mission trip because she's, like, Christian, which is nice, um, but she, like, goes on this mission trip, and, like, they're, like, there after a tsunami, and I think it was in, like, the Philippines or something, and they were all afraid of the water, like, until she, like, encouraged them to go back in and, like, start, like, doing stuff, they were all really afraid, and that, is, that was kind of the attitude after the tsunami in this area. Was it, like, everybody was afraid of the water, they didn't want to go anywhere near it? Like, yes, like, they've had these issues before, but the no, scene was I think so incredibly powerful.
1: If I would have survived, survived that, I would have been afraid as fuck, too.
0: So... Let's talk about some things. Like, they're used to this shit in this area. Um, let's talk about some other earthquakes that they've had. Yeah. They had an earthquake in 1869
1: or 1896
0: that was an eight point, was a, an 8.4. You just got 69 on the
1: mind, huh? Shut up. You started it.
0: It's been a minute. I'm in a drought. It's unfortunate. <laughs> um... In 1933, there was a... Or, okay, so in 19, 1896, it was an 8.5. In 1933, it was an 8.4. Um, in 1978, there was a 7.4. And then, obviously, the 9.0 took place in 2011. So... They're used to bigger earthquakes in this area. They probably have, like, a whole evacuation thing put into place. As a matter of fact, they talk about their evacuation thing for when earthquakes happen. Because earthquakes don't happen in different areas. They always happen in the same spot. The amount of space that they affect depends on their magnitude. But um, they always happen in the same place.
1: I tell you what. If there was ever a reason for someone to say, we need to build a wall. It's there. It's, it's, it's there. It's, it's, it's there. Uh, it's, it's in that place in Japan. <laughs> you, you build a wall around those beaches. So, um, which would probably crumble down after the literally, earthquake. like but, it would you know, probably
0: just cause more fucking fatalities. Like a really
1: strong. It would cause. It was literally cause more
0: casualties because people would be Roughly. smashed into these walls. Yeah. Yeah
1: people drowning, there would be hot steel crashing into people. Literally. Like, I need you to stop. Okay, maybe Um, I'm not, maybe there's a reason that they haven't come up with this idea.
0: Literally. um, But, like, earthquakes always happen in the same place. Like, now it could happen anywhere along a fault line. So, like, let's say the San Andreas Fault decides to move tomorrow. It could happen anywhere from the bottom of... From, like, the mid-California where it ends to Nevada where it starts, right? I, I remember could San happen. Andreas.
1: It was a good game.
0: It was a good movie. Um, <laughs> but um, it could happen anywhere on that fault line. But it's always going to happen on that fault line. Same thing with this particular... Area in Japan, it's always going to happen on that fault line. So nine times out of ten, they probably have a tsunami with their earthquakes, even if they're relatively small. As a matter of fact, they have like tsunami warnings out there. We heard, um, we heard a, actually like a couple of them. As a matter of fact, I like queued one up, and I thought it would be kind of cool to play it um, just to kind of hear what these people hear. Now, granted, let's all be aware: the one that I'm playing is a television um, warning, and the outdoor ones come with. Like, um, we know Giant them as... Yeah,
1: siren or something? We
0: know them as tornado sirens. <clears throat> here, they actually sounded a lot like tornado sirens to me. I don't know if they sounded like tornado sirens to you, but they sound like tornado sirens, as a matter of fact. Um, but since they don't have a whole lot of tornadoes in that area, they, um, are tsunami sirens instead. So I'm gonna pull that up really quick. It's literally right
1: here. Tsunami警報 <laughs> here. So that is, um, that's what, like, the people of Japan will hear. So, translation Get the fuck out of there! There's a tsunami coming! Um,
0: what it actually directly translates to, um, approximately from what it says in the. The video that I queued up is um incoming tsunami go to higher ground immediately. But, regardless of having adequate warning and adequate evacuation procedure, um, it, it would not have done any good. No. Even if they had gotten like 10 minutes more warning, it would not have done any good. Why? Because on the Red Cross's website, and this is what most places like Japan and the Philippines and Chile go off of when making their plans for evacuation of an area in the case of a tsunami. Um, The Red Cross recommends about 100 feet above sea level or 2 miles away from the coast. That's it. That's all they recommend. This tsunami... ...pushed inland about six miles. little over... ...about six miles. So... ...irregardless... ...of the, um... ...the... ...shit that happened... ...like, it wouldn't have mattered.
1: So what you're trying to say is... ...the Japanese version of Poseidon... ...was fucking pissed. Yeah, um... You know, we all know the
0: stories. I'm Greek. I know the stories. Yeah, like, we don't even believe in those gods anymore. But every story that I've ever heard about them, you don't want to piss them off. Because them bitches be petty as fuck, and they be destroying whole towns over some bullshit.
1: They right, be turning you-
0: bitches into spiders over, like, like there was a woman named Arachne who was really good at weaving, um that athena turned into a spider because she like had sex with a man and she like was a woman of her temple and she literally turned her into a spider and i was like wait a second now i don't quote me on that story i could be wrong if anybody has like a more accurate version like that wasn't one of the ones that i was taught when i was little when i um grew up i did more research but yeah that that like happened athena did that to somebody so like you know I don't know if they're gods or anything like our gods, but, you know, I will say if they're gods
1: or anything like our gods, um, don't piss them bitches off. They'd be mean. Poseidon will destroy your ass after fucking 20 dolphins. They'd be mean.
0: No, (laughs) no, Poseidon had a thing for nymphs. That's why he had so many Cyclops children.
1: And I I, I can just imagine what the equivalent of gods from Japan are like. Because I've seen their freaking anime or... (laughs) <laughs> and there's some terrifying creatures on those damn th- things. Now, wait a minute. Let's, Their imaginations let's, let's not are pretty crazy. Let's
0: not piss off viewers that we have that are of Jap- Japanese descent. We're not saying that that's an no, accurate no, no, depiction no, no, of no, your no, culture. No, no, We're just no, being no.
1: bitches here. I'm saying, okay, so let's be honest. The Greek gods, all these gods they're created by you know they're the, these stories are created by man
0: you should probably tread lightly homie because you're breaking down your own fucking argument for your god i'm just throwing that out there but tread lightly that's all i'm saying
1: i'm just saying i'm just saying you know somebody came up with these stories somebody came up with your god stories my stories
0: yeah okay like like you know if 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 you break it down The theology of the God of the Bible and the theology of Greek gods are not that much different. Like, in in theory... We have
1: one God. They have 258. I'm just saying, in theory... I may be a little off on the that number, that number is very off. Sir, but Thank they you. have a shitload of gods. We have one god. I'm just,
0: I'm just saying that that the theory is what you're saying. That's why I said tread very lightly, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. But you can't say about one culture's gods, okay, that they were created by man when your god could when the literal same argument could be made for your oh, god. Choice. Okay,
1: so in, in fairness, in fairness, do the Greeks still believe in the Gods. Some of them do. Really? Yeah. I thought that was pretty much a debunked religion. No. Um. A lot of Greeks take up. They did. They transformed into a more modern. Okay.
0: So what we have in um, modern Greek land is um is something called a Greek Orthodox Church. That's the most um common religion among Greek amongst Greek people. But there are those few um, A lot of times they're like older people That were around in like the 20s and shit You know the 100 year old motherfuckers And they're families That still believe in those gods And still do certain traditions For those gods Because it's so ingrained in their culture And it takes three generations For something to die out
1: Okay, Okay Okay Anyways My point Getting all, I wasn't trying uh, to be the, offensive the, here. I the was only just,
0: point that I was trying to make is that you can't and like this is just something. This is just me because we all know that I'm agnostic, which means I don't. And it's not that I don't believe in God. I don't believe in religion. I believe in God, not religion. But you can't shit on somebody else's religion with multiple gods. I not No, no, trying, no, that's not what I, I'm not saying that you were. I'm just saying you can't be like those stories were man made, but my God is real. You can't do that because well, your your, one, your I wasn't argument
1: my god well no i'm just saying i'm
0: just saying like because everybody i'm sure everybody could deduce that you are a christian and that's fine but like your religion could be brought down by the same arguments that's the only point i was trying to make is to not go there because you'd have to go there with your own religion for it to be fair
1: i'm just saying that the imagination of, of uh, japanese people i've seen their animes and there's some terrifying creatures that have been created in japanese culture Okay. All
0: right. I was just trying to, like, save you from... I wasn't... I don't want us... I
1: wasn't trying... To, we're
0: not even popular. I don't want us to get canceled. So, like, I'm throwing everything... Like, I'm throwing everything out there. Like, and that's just me as a person. Like, you guys, if you if you listen for long enough, will learn that about me, is I'm not going to let somebody shit talk... A group. I wasn't trying to shit. No, 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 that's. I'm not. I'm not saying that you were, but I'm just like I'm not going to let you. You know what I'm
1: saying? I find Greek mythology very, very interesting. I find a lot of these time uh, these things very, very interesting. I find a lot of animes with these creepy creatures interesting. I'm just saying that they have created some very creepy creatures.
0: I'm just saying, you know. I'm just throwing it out there. Your religion also refuses to acknowledge that Jesus was married because it doesn't say it in the Bible, but we literally get, like, a grand total of four years of Jesus' life. And he was literally married. And not only was he married, he was married to a prostitute. That's going
1: to piss people off, but... Uh, And you're trying to avoid pissing people off.
0: I'm, I'm just making the point. Like, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, you can't... Be like, it was man-made when literally, like, there's so many flaws in your religion that it, people could be like, it's man-made too. I would. And I'm not, I'm not being rude. Like, I'm not throwing that. I'm not trying to be a bitch. If, if you're a Christian, I totally think that you should be allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. And I totally think that that should be an okay thing. And like, I don't, I'm not against people that are like that. I just, like, the point that I was trying to make is that you can't, like, pick all these holes in another religion without picking holes in your okay, own. Okay,
1: you know what? Let's say it like this, okay? I, I see the things, nah, I don't even know. I'm over it. That's all. That's all I wanted to say <laughs> was that the things they believe in, or things they create, the things they think of, they're they're pretty terrifying at times. So I imagine their uh, their gods, their are equivalent pretty. are their gods are probably just be as spooky. They be the sp- spooky scaries, crazy and scary as as Greek gods. And I like I said, I find the Greek gods very interesting, but. To say they're not insane and crazy is just—I mean, no,
0: I'm not disagreeing with you. St-
1: the stories they tell with those Greek gods are—I mean, Hercules was a lie.
0: <laughs> Hercules was this a was lie. Hercules. Uh, I love Disney Hercules, um, but they,
1: they really went away. <laughs> there's far literally away from the a lie. There Hercules. is a
0: full-on line when they talk about the birth of Athena, where like so back in the day. When people were profound, not like the fucking bullshit people that we have now. I'm not insulting anybody. I'm just, you know, I live in America. There's a lot of stupid people here. I'm just throwing it out there.
1: Oh well, damn yeah, straight there <laughs> <A lot laughs> um, of stupid people.
0: But like, you know, back in the day when people were profound, and and in Greece, they're like them saying that Zeus gave birth to Athena from his forehead. Very clearly meant to them that Zeus is omnipotent and thought Athena into existence. Yeah. Whereas a lot of Americans that have heard this story are like, did he have a vagina on his forehead? Is that what they're saying? No! No. He's omnipotent. He thought something and it happened. That's what they're saying. So, like, the stories behind it, like any mythology are very crazy. But, and I've heard this from multiple people, um, including people of North, uh, Native American descent... Um, including people from my own family of um, ancient Greek descent, um, all of those stories come from somewhere and something. We did not create them the way that people think we did. They're like they were mainly used as, an ex- as something to explain something that we couldn't explain away. Correct. If that makes any sense. So I'm sure there are gods in Japanese culture that like are of the ocean and that are very scary. And when they get pissed off, a tsunami comes. That type of deal. Because they didn't know how to explain tsunamis back then. And that's something that they bring up in this episode as well. I kind so, of want to get back on track because I think we were talking about the tsunami warnings.
1: So can we can we at least say that their interpretations... Are sometimes very terrifying.
0: Yeah, it can be. Um, so at the Sudai Temple, um, there's a man named Tai. Tai. I'm oh, going to assume his name is Tai. Here. Keneta, let, let or me. Me. Shao.
1: Maybe it's Shao. I, I got you. I got you. Uh, Taiyo Kaneta, Kanada? Kaneda. 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 Maybe your pronunciation was better. Tell us
0: who pronounces them better, please. Leave a comment. Also, um, I'm just going to pause for a second. Um, Thank you, guys, to whoever the fuck it was that I don't know how it happened, but on our Chris Watts episode on YouTube, we have over a thousand views right now. It's like 1200 right now, and it literally happened within like a week. So whoever is responsible for that, we want to thank you guys very, very fucking much. And we really appreciate it. And we're going to start uploading way more frequently on our YouTube channel um, because holy fucking shit. Um so I wanted to like just make a point to like thank everybody for that. Um we'll shout out our YouTube channel again at the end.
1: Yeah, we have 1263 views right now of Chris Watson. Yeah, so and um, like almost 30 comments. People have been well some of them have not always been positive. <laughs> like and like that's <laughs> the other thing of them too were, is like you know really good If you guys comments. if
0: you guys go check out that video, it's called um Dragon Blazer Production presents Worst Father of the Year the worst or something father like that. Um it's a really cool episode. I remember that one very vividly. But there's, like, these comments on there. They're literally, like, hating on us. And we just come back, these people, like, generally respectfully. And they're like, oh, we weren't trying to offend you,
1: yeah. sir. Sure.
0: But, yeah, I just wanted to, like, bring attention to that and say thank you. Because, yeah, one um, guy told
1: me to, told because they had to ditch the dude.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. It will question. no longer be a comedy podcast because I'm not very funny. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to draw attention to that, and thank you guys for that. Um, I also want to apologize if this episode is extremely scary. Did you pray
1: to Zeus? No.
0: No. Just shut up. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, guys. I'm trying to get through this so I can go to bed, because I have to get, like, at least a few hours of sleep before I go to work tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, I have to get up at, like, 9.45 so that I can, like, throw my clothes on and leave the house. Um. But... Yeah, so I wanted to thank you guys for that. Back to the point. Um, there's a man named Tayao Ao Kineta, who is a reverend of a Sudai temple, um, the 26th generation of which, and he said it snowed on the survivors of the tsunami. So um, we is- talk about a lot of countries that have, like, different climates. Like, we haven't, like, you know, in Australia, their summer is our winter, right? Well, in Japan, because it's in around the same place in the equator as the United States, their winters are very similar. So in March, it would have still been very, very cold. And I remember my teacher saying this when we did our, you know, class thing on it, that it was snowing on them right now. And like one of the big things they wanted donations for was to donate to a foundation that was buying coats for everybody, like heavy winter coats and heavy boots because it was snowing and it was still winter there and it was snowing and it was still winter here. Like, I remember, like, sitting in that classroom, and, like, we had, like, taken all, like, I. so this was a private Catholic school, and, like, we had all come into class that morning, and it was snowing, and it was still dark out. I remember it vividly, and, like, we all took off our winter coats and put them in the mudroom and changed out of our boots and put those in the mudroom and put on our school shoes because we had to wear, like, separate school shoes, um... So, like, obviously, if, like, that's what it was like here, I can only imagine what it was, like, there, especially when all of your belongings have been swept away and all you're finding your family members dead. Like, there was a man who talked um, about how he, like, he survived the tsunami and then he was, like, looking for his eldest daughter and when he was looking for his eldest daughter, he found her dead, slumped over a bamboo shoot In a bamboo forest.
1: And his his name was Kazuya Sasaki.
0: Yes. And he, he says, he, he says that he found his oldest daughter slumped over a bamboo sheet, which I assume means that she is probably at least 10. Um, because you know, you have to be of a certain height to be slumped over something. He said he was, she was like laying over it. She looked like she was sleeping. So she would have had to be a certain height because those bamboo shoots are very, very tall. Um, He then says that he found his wife about three minutes from there, a three minute drive.
1: Yeah, he doesn't really talk much about the wife.
0: Uh, I imagine it's because it's just too painful. Uh, And then he talks about. I think what's more
1: painful is the next part.
0: Yeah, the next part is like, oh my God, like I saw him in tears and I like broke. I was like, no. And then he says that his youngest daughter was missing, and he doesn't tell us how old his youngest daughter is until he's describing that the him and some other survivors like going through the debris. Which, by the way, if you guys weren't aware of this, and I remember this struck me as crazy when I finally learned it. I was about fourteen when I finally learned it. The relief efforts that go over there don't do shit to help people like sort through debris. Normally, they're there to like hand out food and hand out water and hand out blankets and like house people it's the survivors and the police and the fire department from that country and those areas that go through and sort through debris and find the bodies it's
1: about su- helping the survivors not the dead
0: exactly and the survivors are not going to be able to help themselves until they especially in a place like Japan where ancestors are so prominent and that whole concept is so like it's very common over there like we've all you know like it, it's a very real thing over there they believe deeply in spirits, and they believe deeply in like the spirits. Like that's one of those countries where, like, if you if if you die in a traumatic way, your spirit will be trapped there until it comes to peace. So it's one of those things like it's incredibly difficult to like hear but these survivors who had literally just lost everything this man finds his daughter and then finds his wife and then about two days after the or two weeks after the tsunami they're digging through the debris and they're digging through the rubble in the actual city and he finds his baby daughter dead in some debris somebody's like oh we found a baby and he says that her face was swollen with mud on it and um he says that it wasn't until he wiped the mud away that he realized that it was his daughter. And that was fucking soul crushing.
1: That's just fucked up. Um out. like I said, this was a very sad and depressing episode.
0: Yeah, it was it was bad. Um but we heard the um tsunami warnings. We've talked about um the the Temple Reverend talking about how the snow fell on these survivors that were already fucking soaked. Like we're talking with a tsunami of a maximum height of 131 feet. The confirmed dead at this time is 15,854 people. And the there are people still missing to this day. And the numbers are above 2,500. So when you're thinking about something like that, and you're thinking about something that serious, like... <sighs> I, that's just from the tsunami. I don't even want to think about the amount of people that died because it took days, if not weeks, to get suitable shelter set up for these people. Like, of course, some people went to shelters right after the tsunami, but there were some people that wouldn't leave the area because they felt they need to find their past loved ones. And so, like, they're sleeping, like, I can't imagine how many people froze to death. Because they were soaking wet and couldn't get dry because it was fucking cold.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Like I can't imagine. Like oh my god, it's it's upsetting. Um, the other one of the other things that they mention um, is that people couldn't have funerals. So in Japan, um, in the United States, if you live in the United States, or if you live in somewhere like Germany, burial is very, very common. It's not very common to have your, like, I would say, and it's probably because it costs so much money here. It's probably flip side of Japan because they have less space, but it's like two grand more to have your loved one cremated to do a funeral where your loved one is cremated at the end. It's way less money to cremate your loved one without a service, but in America, we see a funeral service as like viewing the body and like all of those things. And um, that's
1: expensive.
0: It's very expensive. Like, um, I, I when I was with my ex and his dad died, like I remember crunching the numbers and like thank God his life insurance covered most of it. But like that funeral, if I'm not wrong. Would have been somewhere between twelve and like twenty grand without the life insurance coverage. Like I don't know. It's been a long time since I've talked to your cousin, so I couldn't tell you specifics. But I recall that being a number because a coffin itself is seven grand. Jeez. So in America, I those just, are the funerals that are common because it's way cheaper to not have a funeral service. Or to um, have a funeral service and a burial as opposed to having a funeral service and a cremation. Now, if you're not going to have a funeral service, it's cheaper to go the cremation route. But in the United States, that's what's more expensive is cremation. Nine times out of ten because we want to have that funeral service attached to it.
1: Um, I just – when I die, I just want a Viking funeral. I want you to put me on a raft, throw me in the ocean – or, you know what? A lake. Maybe a pond. I don't care. A pond, a pond is fine. I'm not that big of a deal. Can
0: I put you in a puddle?
1: I, if I, if you can fit my ass in a big enough puddle, <laughs> you can put me on a puddle, then you get someone with uh, some slight bow experience, b- put that bow on fire, and light me up. I'm going to cover you in gasoline first. Sure. Okay. I mean, if that helps. Okay. I mean, I'm going to burn regardless. What, what, what does it matter whether I burn faster?
0: Well, I mean, I can assume that I'm not going to want the cops to see what I'm doing, burning my friend in a puddle with all of his children and his thinking, ex-wife I'm, standing around.
1: I'm thinking a puddle, uh, puddle might not be in your best interest. <laughs> At least find a pond.
0: I'll, I'll take you to the pond in Mansfield, where the old muse- amusement park would have been. Just
1: take me to the reservoir.
0: <laughs> That's smaller!
1: Just no! Go, just go to the reservoir, and just...
0: I'm going to put you on a raft, and then I'm going to fill that raft with pure oxygen from an oxygen tank and then have somebody shoot the raft not a, not you but shoot the raft with a fucking I thing I need
1: to burn, not blow and up and blow
0: you up, that will be great for me just amusing
1: okay, I'm sorry I, I'm I don't want to become fireworks, I just want to burn
0: <laughs> fireworks would be more entertaining
1: Viking funeral, no, Viking
0: funeral is <laughs> cool enough okay Um, I'm disappointed with how lame you are but alright um, okay, I, how do you want
1: to go? You you don't want a Viking funeral?
0: Um, I've told, I think, two people this. But if anything were to ever happen to me, um, I want you guys to wait until there's absolutely no chance that they can bring me back when they realize that there's absolutely no chance that they can bring me back. Please donate my organs. I just don't want them to donate them too early. I want them to do everything that they can to save me first. I don't want it to be like, well, your organs are more right. valuable than you. Please donate my shit. I can't take it with me when I go. But... I, let's let them try to save me first
1: you know I mean they could donate my shit too I just need a body to burn
0: um but donate my shit and then you know I've said that if they wanted to have a service to make them feel better they they are more than welcome to do so um do not put me in a fucking dress and don't put me in a fucking bra I will come back and haunt every single one of you goddamn bitches please fuck with me um (laughs) But, um, they can have a service that makes them feel better and then I want to be cremated and I want my ashes to be, like, dispersed amongst family members and whatever those family members, like, I, like, or people that are close to me, like, um my best friend could have some if she wanted them like and as odd as it is like have you ever
1: thought about how fucked up this is hey here's some charred remains of my body here you go why don't you keep that for well I mean like that
0: way everybody can release my their like a a very small like just a necklace portion it wouldn't cause any pollution but like a necklace portion of ashes where where they have the most memories with me like uh, when I was together with your cousin like I I told him this and he I was like I was like, and you could, I was like, you would just release my ashes where you have the most memories of me. And he was like, so you're telling me, and this is when we were in Georgia, he was like, so you're telling me I would have to drive all the way to Ohio to that godforsaken street to release your fucking ashes. And I was like, yes.
1: Can we just mix the ashes into some paint and make a picture with our ashes?
0: People do that. Um, I've thought about when That'd I was cool. re- when I was younger, and I'm not sure that I've, I've decided this isn't going to happen. I just want to make sure that like everybody that wants some of me can have some of me, if that makes any sense. Um, but some people get compressed into records. They're cremains.
1: That's cool. We should uh, probably continue. Yeah. It's going to take forever.
0: I'm really getting tired, and you keep going off on these tangents, and I can't fucking help you, homie. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but um, the reason I was off on that tangent is because... Cremation is the most common in Japan.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we were talking about. Um, and they, they said 99% they, of the it's, it's people. It's more
0: than 99% of people that die in Japan are cremated.
1: How do you get ninety more than 99%?
0: Like 99.9% of germs. Oh, like that kind of fuck thing. Fuck the points. <laughs> um, like More than ninety 99% of people that die in Japan are cremated. Um, and because of that... Their funeral rites... Are greatly centered around that portion of the funeral is the cremation. They could not have proper funerals. They actually had to bury people because the nuclear power plant that's in Japan that helps give them power in that city particularly was down because of the earthquake and tsunami. So the crematorium wasn't working. So they were like, and the guy talks about it. He's like, there was so much despair because they felt like they were doing their relatives wrong by burying them in the ground when you're supposed to cremate them and release their soul. And. So, like, they, like, went back later once the crematorium was working and dug up all of these people and burned them. And one, and the reverend, the same reverend that we talked about earlier said that the first, like, it was very difficult for him because he, when they were burying the people, he had to do all of the funerals. And it was like one right after another, right after another, right after another, like all in one day. They were doing these mass funerals for days because, again, these people had to grieve before they could get moving on with their lives. So they found as many people as they could that were dead in the debris and they were just bringing them back and just funeral after funeral after funeral after funeral. And I remember, like, one of the things that stuck out to me was that he said that the first people he saw on one of the days that he was doing these funerals, the first set of bodies was two fifth fifth grade girls. Yeah. And he said that he was shaking so badly that he couldn't even perform the ceremony properly.
1: He was like... Apparently, he did all, all of them because he was, like, the only reverend that survived, I guess?
0: No. So, in temples in Japan, there typically will only be one reverend per temple because you have to train for so long so to do it. So, is there no
1: other temples? Or Probably that-
0: not in that area. Like, each city typically has, like, the one temple, and then you have your own, like, altars in your house, right? That's, like, how that culture goes. Um, but... Each area has, like, one communal temple
1: where in they fairness, can go to get help. I don't help. know a lot about Buddha and uh, Buddhist monks.
0: Well, and not everywhere in Japan. And, like, they're not purely Buddhist also. Because purely Buddhism does not focus on death. And their um culture focuses a lot on um, the similarities between life and death. So there's that. Um, so they couldn't perform their funeral services properly, which made it again, very difficult for, um, them to grieve. There's a story of one man who on the day of the earthquake, he, um, he went to go find his mother and he was like looking around at different shelters and he comes to this one shelter and he says, do you have this woman? And he tells them her name and they're like, we'll check for you. Why don't you wait here? And he says that it's said that he saw a woman, an older woman about his mother's age, sitting, looking out a window in his mother's clothes. And he goes over to her and he says that he literally saw his mother. And this is where the start of this is where the ghost story start. He said I, it was her face. It was her clothes. They looked just like her. And but when he took out his camera to take a picture, her face changed and the real person sitting in that chair was somebody that he'd never seen before and some people might say that that was just hallucination because he wanted her to be his mother so bad but then that picture wouldn't have changed anything for him if that makes any sense I guess in my mind um,
1: he also said that there, uh, the, a microbus washed up on shore um, where, that his mother was in um, at the exact same time that he took the picture Also, the person telling these stories is Shuji Okuno, journalist uh, and author of Stay Near Me.
0: I don't know what that is, but it's probably a book.
1: It's a book Um, that he wrote?
0: There was also a woman who lost her three-year-old son in the tsunami, and it said that she had really bad anxiety and depression and panic attacks, and she was telling her daughter, who did survive, that um, it would be difficult for her when she died. Like difficult for her daughter when she passed but that she would at least be happy in heaven with her son and they said that it wasn't meant to be a dig at her daughter but she just could not go on while one of her children lived and the other was dead until one night they're all sitting at the dining room table and you remember how I said they really don't separate life and death in Japanese culture and this particular woman her way of not separating life and death was still calling her son to the dinner table every night and so her family gets around the table they're all sitting down and her husband says should we eat and she says hang on and she calls her son over to the dinner table and one of her son's toys who had like a manual switch inside of an electrical switch so it couldn't have been turned on by itself started like playing and um, like it was turning on and shit so that was a little spooky scary but um
1: a little spooky scary
0: yes uh, so, but apparently her anxiety... Excuse me. and Her panic attacks greatly decreased after that encounter with her son.
1: Yeah, because now she feels like he's there with her. Mm-hmm. Um, the next we have... Uh, okay, here we go. Kiyoshi Kanabishi, PhD, professor of sociology at Tohoku Gakun University, Sendai... Yes.
0: Yes. He says he wanted to make the point that Americans grieve differently. Like a lot of times Americans are encouraged to go to like, um, a psychotherapist of some kind. Um, like a psychologist or a psychiatrist, something like that to like help us get through the steps of grief. And I guess that's not common in Japanese culture because it could cause in their minds them to forget the deceased, which they really don't want to do. Um, but he said that he really liked Um, hearing these stories, he said that, um, there was one woman that told a story. She was in a group of people and she said that one night a woman, you know, she was at her house preparing a meal and she answers the door when somebody knocks on it and it's somebody standing outside and soaking wet clothes, absolutely drenched, asking for like clean, warm, dry clothes and, um, that then that person vanished. There was another woman, her name is Kancho, who, um, she sounds like, um, an empath to me. um, She was the woman at the
1: beginning of the show.
0: She sounds like an empath to me. Um, a very different type of empath than I am, but I, I'm an empath. I sense energies and emotions more than I sense everything, anything else. Whereas it seems like she's literally able to see, um, ghosts. And she said that she felt weird as a child because she thought everybody could see them, but then she found out that they couldn't. Um, and she says that she saw three men um, who died in the tsunami. And she said she felt sorry for them. And um, when she stopped her car, they told her that they wanted to go home and she had to tell them that they had actually died in the tsunami and that they needed to carry on to the next chapter for them.
1: Carry on my wayward son. Oh, come on. There is no p- more perfect song than that right there. Okay.
0: Anyway. <laughs> One, uh, uh, Kiyoshi also told the story of a taxi driver. Um, it was 162 days after the tsunami. Um, a 20 year old man got into a taxi and the driver said that he found him like strange. Um, but like, couldn't really describe why he was strange. He said he just felt he was just odd. Right. Well, he drives and drives and drives and drives a distance away. Probably at least a couple of miles. So drives and drives and drives. And then when he reaches his destination, he turns around and he realizes that he was gone. The passenger was no longer in the back seat. And this happened on several occasions and these are actually tracked by meters. So, and then like when it all came down to it He was like, somebody had to pay for these rides He was paying for these rides The taxi drivers were apparently paying To take these ghost passengers to where they wanted to go To hopefully give them closure And help them realize that they had passed Um So the northern region has more rural areas, which is, um... And it's the region that we're talking about specifically, um, for the tsunami issue. Um... Because they keep more spiritual traditions because of, like, the uh, more rural areas. Um... And the souls of the deceased are invited by a shaman. Um... And the shaman acts as a vessel and tells their stories. Um... And it says very, very customary in this area. It's something that happens regularly. Not even just in big, huge, tragic events like this. Anytime that there is a loved one that dies that is not able to say goodbye, they do this to help the spirit get peace and pass on. Shao um, said that one night his wife brought a woman into the um the temple and that she felt sick her name was Amy and he said that he had never seen someone with so much suffering um and according to this woman she had she over the course of what was like a year was possessed by several so many and she didn't really say if it stopped or not but she said she was possessed by so many of the deceased spirits um that it was overwhelming and it was painful. She said that every part of her body hurt because of how many spirits she was possessed by. And the way... There were two ways that she found to get rid of them, but she felt bad getting rid of them by one way because it was literally just to burn incense and it would, like, usher the spirits out of her. And then there were other spirits, like one of a little girl who was running away from the water like, running away from the tsunami when her brother let go of her hand and he, she was holding his hand and she felt very guilty.
1: Yeah, and another devastatingly sad story.
0: Literally. And I guess her brother, like, slipped in the water and she watched her brother get washed away before she herself died. Um, And the best way that they found to get this girl, this girl's spirit out of Amy's body was to just listen to her and let her tell her story.
1: Well, should They... The one woman pretended to be her mother. Yes, it was because she life. just wanted to apologize for letting go of her brother. Because if 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 both of them dying to to a tsunami wasn't terrible enough, this girl, this felt girl bad. feels bad. She felt
0: guilty. In the afterlife,
1: feels guilty that she let go of her brother when she dies just shortly afterwards.
0: Yeah, it's, it's painful, man. It was it's sad. it's shit. If you can skip this episode, I recommend it. Like, it is dedicated to the <laughs> uh, survivors and victims of get the, the tsunami. Yeah. It, it's dedicated to the victims of the tsunami and the survivors. And I, I do recommend watching it, but be aware that it's going to be very emotionally exhausting. Very emotionally exhausting. It's very sad. The last time that something was this emotionally exhausting to me. I cried for over 45 minutes and it was the first time that I watched it's a movie I'm sure you all have heard of it it's called me before you and in this movie I've never uh, heard of it Oh my god I'm going to make you watch it now I
1: don't know about this
0: but it is about a guy who's like he was like this really active businessman like worked in the stocks and then he like um like he gets paralyzed because of because he gets hit by a motorcycle and he like tries to live his life he tries to commit suicide once his parents are like give us six months and so she you know he gives them six months he meets this girl and he falls in love with her because she's like his caretaker spoiler alert this man ends his life in an assisted suicide facility tears big tears because like you don't understand like her plan is to like make him change his mind and you think she's doing it and then they take this beautiful vacation to like the caribbean and then like at the end of the vacation he's like i want you to go with me to digness to end my life and oh my god like yeah this uh, doesn't
1: sound like something i want to watch tears full-on tears like no. let me tell you when i tell you
0: i cried for 45 fucking minutes i did over 45 minutes my sister had to call your cousin my ex he was at my ex back then too and he literally like he talked me down he was like why are we crying what's the problem and I was like crying explaining this whole situation he was like okay I'll just stay on the phone until you stop crying like it was bad it's so, like the last time that something was this emotionally draining it was that movie So I don't recommend doing it if you have, like, mental health issues of some kind or anything like that because it will be very debilitating. Um, um, Let's finish this up. We'll wrap it up. Um, Amy said that she had nothing to do with the tsunami, by the way. She just became, like, a conduit for the dead so she could tell their stories and help them come to terms with everything and um, kind of help them move on. Um he has gatherings at um his home, I assume or at the temple. The the um priest does. Or he's not a priest, he's a uh a monk, the uh reverend of the temple. And he has these gatherings and he's he allows people to talk. Like and I guess it helps. Which I don't understand the difference between that and going to talk to a therapist, but okay. And they just talk to him and, like, tell their stories and it helps them grieve.
1: Probably because they more celebrate life instead of talk about their grief. Because they talk about earlier how um, Japanese people don't really uh, like to talk about their grief. And they don't really have grief they counselors. Compare,
0: well, the reason that they don't have grief counselors is because they don't see life and death the same way Americans do. So, like, you and I see death as, like, the end, right? Like, that's, like, it. Like, you know, maybe you go to heaven, but it's still the end, right? they do not see that way so they say they compared it to one of their like sheet doors like i'm sure you've all seen it it's like the door made with like the thin plastic or the thin paper and um yeah they like compare it to that and like when you die you step through the door and then you like but like the people that are still living can still see you they compare it to that like they say that it's not like the end and um So, like, you know, knowing all of that, they did this memorial service in 2019, which I'm shocked they didn't wait for the 10-year mark, but okay. And, like, and it's because they're still rebuilding. Like, they showed us pictures of things from 2019 where literally, like, you could see the, like, they showed the before and after pictures, the before, like, in, like, one month before the tsunami, and then literally, um... Two days, or like eight years after the tsunami, it was like still extremely debilitated. It had not been rebuilt. And so they have this memorial service and, um, I think that like it's the best closure that you can have to this episode, I think, because it shows that there's still a lot of people that care and still a lot of people that remember and want to make sure that this is talked about and that people understand and probably want to draw awareness and hopefully help the change the um procedures that they have in place instead of evacuating two miles maybe evacuate four you know or just get as far as you can before the tsunami hits as opposed to you know just stopping it too. um and i think that that is like the biggest thing is it's like it's difficult to like sit and think because like they definitely had they like they did everything right and one of those guys that city councilman and like I know you said you didn't have an interesting story but his story stuck with me like he literally went under the water like he was in the water in the tsunami somehow he managed to survive and then he came back up and like you know was beached or like put on shore at some point and he says that he found out that 54 of his co-workers had died and that was just in the time that he was in the water and he said that it was he said he felt like he was in hell and so, like, yeah, like, it's, it's you know, everybody's story is not going to be interesting, and everybody's story is not going to be, like, what we want to hear. But, you know, it is very interesting to know that these people that clearly had a very tight-knit community have still not recovered from this. And I think that's, like, the point that they were trying to make and why they even called this an unsolved mystery, because, like, they are still recovering. They still have not recovered completely. It takes a long time. Um other than that do you have anything to add
1: not really like I said this was a very sad depressing episode I, I intended on hijacking it because I was like ghost and then I was like oh no super sadness super sadness not what I was expecting at all
0: super sadness it's super effective it causes
1: fucking depression for sure um, that's not why we watch this no it's not
0: um, It was a very good episode in my opinion um, I understand that it's not like what we're used to But I think it was very interesting And I think it gave us a lot to think about Which sometimes it's not always about the mystery Sometimes it's about how it makes you think
1: uh, When your show is called Unsolved Mystery oh, It's Jesus. about the mystery
0: Oh Christ mystery's
1: kind of a big part of it I'm just saying
0: Okay sure whatever um, Thank you guys So much for listening to this episode Um, Again, thank you for Whoever it was that blew up our shit On YouTube, it was incredible Um,
1: That's 1,200 People of those
0: Literally, so I don't know if that was you guys If it was, thank you If it wasn't, please like get the word out that we're thinking, because I don't know who it was. Like, I assume that somebody, like, would have... The only way I can think that that blew up is either the Chris Watts case is gaining... Something's happening with the case right now, and that's causing, like, a big upthrust in people watching his case, or somebody, like, it's made... It's because it of some,
1: suggested videos. Yeah. We, got, we got put on some other... And I, I can even look them up, but they, we got put on other... It's the algorithms, just people are clicking on it from suggested videos. So,
0: thank you to whoever is doing that.
1: I think it's just because a lot of people hate that motherfucker. Maybe. He's a very hateable I'm dude. still
0: thanking people because I'm very grateful. Thank you. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, go ahead and do your plugaroos and then I think we'll sign off.
1: Plugaroos? Is that like dunkaroos? I remember those I love Dunkaroos Those Dunkaroos. were like my favorite
0: Childhood candy like Yeah I, Yeah they were Fucking the shit Right And when they took Them bitches away I was mad Because they took Those bitches And the like Little mini cheeses you know what I'm talking about They were called like Dibs or something And they were like These little like Like That tall and they, Like that thick And they were just Full of mini cheeses They took those And Dunkaroos away At the same time I think And I remember like My whole childhood Was just over
1: Well I have news for you I just saw some Dunkaroos at the gas station in Crestline.
0: Oh, I'm not going to the gas station in I fucking hate that gas station. I'm glad you, they're like, making a comeback.
1: You can find me on Dragon Blazer Productions on the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the YouTubes. That YouTube we just kind of mentioned. And then you can find me on Dragon Blazer Pro on at, at Twitter.
0: Um, we have an Unsolved Comedies... Um Which is the original name of our podcast Unsolved Comedies is the name of the Instagram that we have For the um, podcast We also have a Facebook group Called That Got Darker True Crime Podcast And you guys can feel free to join that Because we try to promote on there as much as we can Um And other than that I think that's all I have for Plugaroos Thank you guys so much for watching I'm sorry that I overtook your hijacked episode Steven
1: I literally gave it to you Yeah
0: I know Um (laughs) But, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys for um, giving the time to the victims, even though there was no mystery. You know, I think it's important to sometimes just give time to victims of tragedy, so thank you for that.
1: I, I think you'll appreciate the song I decided I'm going to put at the end of this. What song? Well, this is an episode about something that happened in Japan. Oh. So, uh... Oh, to no. I was going to put some baby metal on there. Okay. Okay. I approve.
0: It's fine. I had to
1: double check to make sure they were Japanese. Yeah, they're Japanese. I, did, I, didn't wanna, I could have told you that. They're I Japanese. didn't want to be insensitive. They're Japanese and, be and like, they're
0: fucking gorgeous.
1: Yeah, okay. they are. But Sorry. I didn't want to be insensitive and be like, well, I'm just going to. I didn't want to be like, oh, well, they're Asian close enough, so I'm going to put them <laughs> on there. So I wanted to make they're sure, racist. for sure, that they were a Japanese band. And they were. So. And, uh. I know this it doesn't really fit. Uh, this will be the most probably the best part of this episode because these girls are awesome. <laughs> Which one are you playing, if I could ask? Please? I'm gonna probably do karate. Okay. <laughs> I think I think that that's
0: that's very uplifting. That's probably that the, is more, very uplifting. the most
1: fun one. Uh, well it's fun, but, it,
0: but like when you actually the, look the lyrics it's up it's uplifting. What yeah, about one. chocolate's great, but this one's like uplifting.
1: Okay. But, you know. So I, I was trying to think of a good song and um, I didn't really want to bring people down with a sad, like... I considered doing something from, like... I used to own the um, soundtrack, like, directly from Japan, uh, of Final Fantasy X. And it has some really cool music on there. And I debated on something from there, just because... That would have been rude. No! That would have
0: been upsetting. Like, I would have cried more. No. Yeah, they were good. Songs. i heard the Final Fantasy soundtrack, and yeah, they're great. They Very talented like individuals. Yes, which is why it's sad. Well, I know that's why I'm going with something more upbeat. Okay, then I, that's all I was saying is that I'm glad you. I'm going to go with upbeat. baby metal. Well, thank you guys for listening. Please enjoy some baby baby metal on behalf of Steven
1: And if you get a chance, watch it because they're really cool to watch too their choreography on these videos are really fun they're adorable they They are adorable alright well
0: I think we'll sign off here um uh, more so
1: than most that got fucking dark (laughs) and sad it's very sad dark and sad (laughs) I'm in this lonely sad darkness a very sad darkness Hello, um, darkness my old friend No we're not
0: doing that I don't have the energy Thank you guys so much for listening um, Have a great night Night
1: everyone